we were not systematic. We were just chaotic. We put out the fire that we thought we had out yesterday that's going to break out tomorrow. And any of you listening out there, you know exactly what I mean. I'm excited to have my good friend Al Levy, the author of The Seven Power Contractor, joining me here on Bring On Success today. Al, how are you? I am doing great. I am honored to be a guest of yours again. And so thank you, because as I always say, you can fool people once, but you know, if you show up again, yeah, that's really good. It's really good. Well, you really must be good on the interview piece because I've had you back now for a third time. I know. Yes. Hopefully third time's the charm. So everybody listen up. So I'm excited about Vertical Track. As you know, it's coming up October 12th through 14th. And I understand you're speaking for the third time. I am. Again, look at that. Number three. They have me back three times. Pretty impressive. You know, I'm so impressed. Yes, he's a client, but I'm so impressed with Tommy and what he has done at his own company. One of the things I really don't like in the industry is people who stand up at the front of the stage but haven't earned their way to the front of the room. I was at... I went through Dale Carnegie training. And one of the things that they always talked about is you have to feel like you've earned the way to the front of the room. Well, Tommy has earned the way to the front of the room. And it's amazing to me that like myself, when we've had our success and we've been taught and shown great things, we feel that we've gotten a gift that we're obligated to give back. And that's what Tommy does so well. And that's what I have tried to do for this second career. You have quite a second career. For those of you who don't know Al, Al is from New York, a contractor in a family business, HVAC, plumbing, electric, three of those. Okay, the typical trifecta, working with his family, father, brothers. Yes, yes, two older brothers and my dad. So I was the youngest. And uh, so, yeah, we, we did some pretty special things, but it was really, really difficult. There's a reason my tagline has always been less stress and more success because I was lucky. Uh, Like you said, bring on success. Well, I had a lot of success if you counted in money, but I was living and eating my stress. I was 45 pounds heavier than you see me today. And so uh, like a lot of people that that we just find these channels for what it is to, to deal with our stress. The book that changed my life, one of the many books that changed my life, but E-Myth, Michael Gerber, was really critical because it spoke to, if you're always working in the business and never on it, nothing much is going to change. And then about the power of systems. We were not systematic. We were just chaotic. We put out the fire that we thought we had out yesterday that's going to break out tomorrow. And any of you listening out there, you know exactly what I mean, because you have no discipline for it. You know, and I only work with two types of companies. So I talk about this all the time when I get an opportunity. There are small companies that I work with that they're great and, you know, people love them, but they run out of, you know, hours in a day, days in a week, weeks in a month because they can't clone themselves. Mm-hmm. And so they need the foundation. And that is what I talk about with all the org charts and the manuals that cover those boxes so that they can go and grow. And when people show up, they can actually help them. And so that's one of the big things. 
Here's the funny part. The other companies that I work with, like Tommy, are were great marketers and they were exploding their company, which sounds like a great thing. But the reality is every time a phone call came in, they couldn't handle it. So what it was, gasoline to a fire that's already out of control. So in their case, they need the same thing. They need the foundation, they need the manuals so that they can handle the growth they have today. And then as the term is today, 10 exit, but without losing your mind. What I say is sanity. Al, you're absolutely correct. If you don't have that foundation and the systems in place, you can't add more volume. And what really breaks my heart is I talk to these contractors, these home service companies, the owners of them, and they say, I'd love to go to Vertical Track. Yeah, here it's a great conference, but I can't get away from my business. It breaks my heart. What's happening there when they tell me that? You know, I, I, it don't mean to laugh. It just reawakens the pain of what I had now. I was not a small company. I was 70 people strong and, you know, 17 million in sales. And the reality is my wife and I would finally get on vacation and my phone would ring constantly. Mm. And so I said to my wife, one of the more difficult conversations, but one of the most important ones is that I had two young kids and I said to her, I'm going to be home a little less than I already am. And I know I'm not home that often. You can imagine how well that sale went over. So I said, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to build the systems. I'm going to take young, willing apprentices with no skills to great techs with great skills who can function on their own without our minute. I'm going to teach CSRs how to answer the phone, dispatchers how to do the job. Basically, every box on our org chart, that is what I'm going off to do. And I said, in two years from now, we'll be on a beach somewhere and they won't be doing this to us. Now, I don't know why I said two years, but two years to the day, we're on vacation. At the end of the vacation, I said to my wife, did you notice anything different? She goes, what do you mean? Did you notice that my phone didn't ring all the time? She goes, yes. (laughs) So yes, are you asking if I believe in these systems? I have lived company without systems and the chaos. I fervently believe in it, but then to take my next set of beliefs were all the companies I've worked with for 20 years from small, I'm talking about a million to 150 million, they need exact same thing. They need these systems for planning, operations, staffing, sales, sales coaching, marketing and finance, the seven powers. And what I focus on today, because I can't be everywhere, I put these programs online for a number of years is really about the org charts and the manuals and getting control of your company today so that when great opportunities come along, like we did, we grew both organically, which is just a fancy name for good marketing, and we grew through acquisition because we could take other companies, shut them down, put it under our roof, and do better with their company than they could ever do. Because you plugged in a system that works. They had a broken system, but they had customers and some value, and I can see what you did there. You know, you are uh, not too different than a guy by the name of Henry Ford. And (laughs) what Ford did is something similar a long time ago. He said, I'm going to train these people to do specific jobs, and we don't need to be all over them every moment. And that car went down the assembly line, and each person knew what to do, and they got it done. It's similar to that, isn't it? It is similar. I would say the one thing that's different, I'm a firm believer once you have the org chart, is then do a depth chart, D-E-P-T-H, which is 
with manuals, I cross train. So you're primarily a CSR, customer service rep, answers the phone. But when the dispatcher goes out to get a smoke break or lunch or whatever, or they're not in today, they can swing over to that chair because they have a manual and training so that they can occupy that box as well. They're not first strength. And the same thing with the dispatcher. They're primarily a dispatcher, but when the phone finally rings over to their desk, they can stop and become a great CSR. It is enormously valuable to have that kind of depth. By the way, even at the top rung of managers, a great family, one person is the marketing manager. What happens if that one person, God forbid, gets hit by a bus across the street? Well, you need redundancy. Yes, you need redundancy. And, yes, and if you don't training. have so, so it's really cross training. We've heard of that term before. And it's great yes. because if you're operating a small business, let's say that there's eight to 10 employees and everyone's really good at what they do, 100% of that department is out if they get sick. 100%. Yes. I always said sick, die, quit, leave. You, there's like nine reasons that they could be a problem. But, you know, that's really kind of the, the thing. And people, I, you know, the, the fancy word was about, you know, get the right people on the bus. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, what is the right bus? <laughs> and how do you <laughs> occupy the seat that you put them in? So what I, many years ago for this whole process, after I read emails and a bunch of other things that happened, I went into my brother's one day and I said to him, I, I, I woke up this morning with the most awful recollection of a nightmare. I felt like a hostage at our own company. They could all leave tomorrow. What will we do? And my brothers and my dad said, yeah, we too. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> In typical New York fashion. And I said, I don't know this minute, but I'll figure it out. And that was the birth of the org chart. And that was the birth of the manuals. That was the birth of the training, learning how to do what I used to call staffing power, which I now call signature staffing systems, where we could take these young, willing apprentices, no skills to great techs with great skills, but we could train anybody to fill whatever box there is on the org chart so that we could scale because we were always acquiring companies. We had learned the power of good acquisition. Now you're thinking, oh, you know, I don't want to buy because it's expensive, which leads to where we are right now. Now is the time for you to acquire, not when prices were crazy just a couple of years ago where everybody's chasing these things. My father had the greatest line ever because and by the way, for you younger people out there, this is a cycle that's been going on way before you were born and probably will be going on when you're long gone from this earth. This is the cycle that goes on. The higher the, the upside, the lower the downside. And my expectation, and I don't know, because if I did, I'd be making a lot of money. The reality is that there's going to be a downside. We're already starting to see it. The housing slowdown, the rest of it. It just cascades in a normal thing. And you may be pulling the covers over your head, and I get it, but that's exactly backwards. We used to sit on the marketing money for times like this, because as they begin to leave, dollar has much more bang for the buck, including things like what you do, Jim, but also because now your voice can be heard and also acquisition, because as the tide goes out, <laughs> things become exposed. And so that's what my father meant by bless the slow times was the opportunity to go and grow, but also a time to clean up the mess. Because when you're making money, you're running as best as you can, but you can't keep that pace up forever. So getting systems in place is what changes that dynamic. Well, now you sound like Warren Buffett. 
He does the same thing. He loves the downturn. He's got billions of dollars waiting to be spent in a downturn economy. And yes. and he continues to win and win. And you're right. A lot of people will will cover up and they'll say, let's cut everything. What do they cut first? Often marketing and advertising and promotion. They're like, nah, yes. we don't need that. We need to, you know, keep the lights on and we need to keep people employed if we can. Let's just get rid of all those billboards and radio ads and television and, you know, whatever it is. Facebook ads and Google, and let's just get out of that. Let's wait for the storm to subside. It's almost like a hurricane is coming, right? When a hurricane yes. comes, we do stop working, don't we? We board up our windows, literally, and we do take cover, but that only lasts for a few hours. Hurricanes no more than 24 hours, uh, usually, and then the cleanup's relatively quick unless you really got beaten up badly. These economic storms, Al, as you know, can last months um, into years, so yes. you... You need to keep that war chest, if you will. Put some money aside, some resources, and take advantage of the slow times, and maybe you can gobble up your favorite competitor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not, not even a question. That's when we did marketing and advertising, really stepped it up. But one of the things is about, you know, again, this platform is there are systems for everything I rattled out. Planning, operations, staffing, sales, sales coaching marketing and finance and unless you know how to run your business a percentage of sales and i am not your financial guru ellen Rohr is and the good news is ellen's going to be there with us at vertical track and if you've never heard ellen you must have been under a rock but let me tell you i was lucky enough to have her as a co-consultant we also worked on a great train franchise she's still there and we talk about scalability which is what this conference is about and growing we started with just my one contractor in Philadelphia, and we've gone nationwide with that. You think it's hard to grow your business? Try growing nationwide with all these different owners and you know in different mm. places. And that's where you prove that systems are how you scale. Scale for money is one thing. Scaling for money, sales, and profit is really the thing. The only two things that I would ever care about when I showed up is gross sales and gross profit. Because it's not one or the other, it's both. And that's where this gets lost, either in the growth cycle or in the down cycle where you think you're going to take it back. I will share with you because I don't want you to forget. I want you to really understand. There's a time to put a tourniquet on if you're bleeding out. But if you leave the tourniquet on too long, you're going to die. So if you're going to cut back, use the power of budgeting. Be careful about where you can and can't cut. Actually, I used to just do it with a piece of paper and just go must-haves, nice-to-have mm. as you as you approach. And must-have, believe it or not, is marketing. <laughs> You've got two things to do for the rest of your time as an owner of a contracting business. And that is what I always say, more calls which doesn't mean your phone rings more. It means the right amount of calls from the right customer at the right time, the three rights of market. And the second thing you need to do, even in the downturn is, you need to be making more techs. And I don't mean warm bodies. I mean, service techs who are great at communications, which leads to great sales. They're neat and clean. Their truck's neat and clean. The job's neat and clean. They follow the procedures. And the last thing is, my sink was drippy yesterday. It better not be drippy again today. So they're great at technical. And that is what you need to do 
especially right now as we lead into these times or even great times. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Don't hide under your bed. If you have not signed up for Vertical Track yet, I would strongly suggest it. Al Levy will be there. He's speaking on Friday the 14th. A great lineup of speakers, by the way. Verticaltrack.com. Just go to Google, type in Vertical Track, and check it out. As a matter of fact, in this podcast, there's a link to Vertical Track as well as to Al Levy. Click on it and sign up. Get there. It's worth it. No matter what's going on in your business, there better be someone you can leave behind to answer the phones. And if not, answer the phone while you're in Al's talk. <laughs> He'll understand. <laughs> His his wife will understand. Trust me. He he understands. Don't make me come in the audience and take your phone away from you. Well, trust it, me. It, if, it'd if be if a good you, lesson now, wouldn't it? It would be a good lesson. Here's what I want you to absorb in what Jim is saying here is I never made progress until I was willing to lose a battle to win a war. Hmm. You separating from your business to come to vertical track. And by the way, show up on Wednesday and go see Tommy's shop that we put together. Absolutely. That's based on my model shop and get your mind blown in the best way possible to see what is doable, because that's the same shop just on steroids. But the point of it is how they function, how they make the, is everything that we share. So separate from your business and make the biggest cheap jump forward that you will ever make by coming to this event. Some people haven't ever made a big jump. I made a big jump when I left the corporate world back in 2003. I quit a perfectly good job, six-figure income job, I know. a pool, a tennis court. I had a BMW in the driveway. That, that story, I was in my 30s. I was 36 years old, and I cut the umbilical cord to become an entrepreneur and leave the corporate world. And it's the same type of thing. I know it's scary sometimes to make a cut. Well, no, I got to be there every day. I started this business with my brother eight years ago, and he's now gone because partnerships sometimes break up, don't they? And so I'm here now, and I know everything, and no one else knows anything, and I'm, I just hope my guys show up today. I can't go anywhere. You've got to break the cycle. You've got to meet other people. A lot of networking over at Vertical Track. A lot of great speakers. There's literally thousands of years worth of experience in those rooms. Totally agree. Okay, so you got to go to see Al. Uh, other great speakers. Tommy will be speaking, of course, and that'll be exciting. You know a lot about Tommy. Uh, tell everyone a little bit about his history and how he approached you. And correct me if I'm wrong. When he approached you, you said, you're the last client I'm going to work with in this way. Does that sound true? It's kind of the kind of the truth. What it was is uh, I was on the podcast circuit, and uh, somebody from his organization's he was just getting started doing podcasting. I was one of his very first guests. I guess it was 2017, maybe. And uh, so the phone rings, and I see it's you know my area code. Mm. And I talk to him, and I go, "Tommy, where are you located?" He goes, "Phoenix." He goes, "Yeah, where are you located?" I go, "Phoenix." He goes, great, we're having lunch afterwards. And so we met up for lunch, talking about his book and he's talking about his shop and I'm explaining how I operate. I was not auditioning for a job. At least I didn't think so. Yeah, I bet. And he goes, <laughs> I need you to come and work at my shop. We've got to get this fixed because he was just what I was experiencing. He had great up top line sales, but no money hitting the bottom line. And everything was just people being thrown at problems. What I used to talk about is, 
throwing a person in front of the oncoming bus, hoping it'll slow it down. Oh gosh. <laughs> yes. It's that, <laughs> it's that grim, but that's what we do. That's what we do. Other thing is what you mentioned is great is why can't I separate from my business? Yes. Systems, all of that stuff is true, but here's the other sneaky thing that I found out about myself. In my book, I talk about, I was attached to being the rescuer. I would ride to the rescue when somebody couldn't do something. Look at me, like the cavalry. Mm -hmm. I was the fireman. I liked putting <laughs> out the fire. And if there were no fires, here's the sneaky worst part. I would subconsciously set the fire. Well, of course. You that's like, what you do by not training people. You like to solve the and, problem. Yes. And the last one is you're the guru. So, Jim, you don't know that? Come see me because I know it. Would you like to know? Because I'd be happy to teach you. So, yeah, there's watch those three identities. And if you will, come meet with us and you will get better at understanding how to break that syndrome. I received this book as a gift from you. You signed it. It says to my best friend, Jim. It, and a, it is. And a I very modest guy. I'm not sure if you're talking about you being modest or me. <laughs> uh, from your yeah. BFF. Al Levy. So no, I, it, it actually does say that. <laughs> it, it does. No joke. It, it does. It does. It does. Say that. And you and I are our best friends, and um, you are a pleasure. You really understand your business. But here's the most important thing, everybody. Al really cares about you. Now you're thinking Al doesn't know me. It doesn't matter. He knows of you. He knows your breed the species, if you will. He understands that you need to be trained like a dog, right? I mean, it's true. We, under, <laughs> we understand the breed. Is that fair? And that breed needs to overcome some things to be a purebred champion. You know, we have to break our bad habits. And so everybody at your company is, you know, running in the yard wild as a dog, they being the dog. And you need to help take control because it's not good for them to be running all over the place. It's really about taking control and together you all get better because that's, it's all about the pack in the best way possible. It is check out his book, go to his website, sevenpowercontractor.com. That's the number seven powercontractor.com. What will they find there? They'll find uh, a lot of my blogs and blog videos. I give out a lot of information because I've been around a while mm -hmm. and I know a few things. So there's a lot of great information there. There's a jumpstart guide, which is some free tools. If you're interested, the bottom right side, you can chat me and tell me you'd like to set up a free 30-minute call. I've done that for 20 years now. And I will tell you, it's to talk about your business. But I will tell you, it's not for you. It's really for me to honor the mentors that came into my life. Because without them, this old guy would be in a basement turning wrenches late in the night. I never forget the gifts I've been given. So in the 30 minutes, if I can help you, that's my goal. If you want to talk about how our programs that do it, and if that's appropriate, yes, we can do that as well. So you're giving back. I am giving back. I think we're all here to do that, by the way. When we're not so overwhelmed by our daily lives, taking care of ourselves and our loved ones, you know, when we're so focused on that, we can't really give back. Al really got himself into a position, and I, I really think his wife had a lot to do with it because she'd give him the eye or say something and say, you're really not present at this event, this family event. What are you going to do? And that's when he said, what am I going to do? And that's when his brother said, what are you going to do? <laughs> and you came up with the systems, and you helped your family business. You've helped thousands of others, and you've helped yourself. And 
this program, Bring On Success, is all about living your dream. Are you living your dream, Al? I am. I've been very blessed. I've been blessed all the way. You know, it was painful. And sometimes we don't understand in the moments of pain, mm. going back to my early career, that that pain is shaping you. Now, the question is, is it shaping you or breaking you? And if you allow it to break you, it will. If you allow it to shape you, then it can be a positive. But one of the great things that I learned along the way because of so many mentors is I fell in the hole. I crawled myself out and I just dusted myself off and said, I'm not going back in that hole again. There's more holes ahead. But I've watched so many others get out of the hole and fall right back into it. You can't make progress ahead by doing that. It's so easy to retreat in anything in life. I've known people who got divorced and married the same person again. Hmm. Oh, that is a very common story. It's true. And Al, you know this is true. Um, It's easier to go from, you know, truck five to truck six as a contractor or even truck five to truck 10 than truck one to truck two. Right. It is. It's a big step out of the truck. And Mm -hmm. I said, I, my dad, my uncle had to do that, obviously, when they started the company out of my father's grand gas station back in 1936. So, yeah, that's a long time ago. But, you know, they took a bet on themselves, which is what we all do. But what are you going to do as an owner operator? What are you going to do as a one or two truck? Even if you get to two trucks, one guy gets hurt or sick. Fifty percent of your sales is gone. Mm. So your obligation to yourself is to scale it, but scale it in the right way so that there's enough people out there that we're not quite as dependent on what that is. And you get to pick the goal, what size company you want to be, what kind of profit you want to do, the hours you want to work. Ultimately, you have to be in charge of that, What, which is where planning is about. Al, has been a pleasure as always. I'm going to leave. It's always great, Jim. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Go see Al live. You sound like a rock star. Live yeah. in Phoenix, Arizona. There's going to be laser lights and fireworks on the stage. It's going to be great. There will be. But here's yeah. the great thing about it. All joking aside, um, it doesn't even cost a lot of money. I think it's probably under $1,500. You can see oh. Al. You can actually see me. I'll be speaking as well. And you've got a huge lineup, huge lineup. Go to verticaltrack.com. Better yet, Google Vertical Track. And you will see the website. The lineup is crazy. If you are a home service provider, a contractor, you need to go to this event. If you've been there before, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't been, you've probably heard about it from someone. And my question, Al, is is why haven't they gone? Why? I mean, it just blows my mind. You've got to get there. Yeah. It's again, you know, the the part is this will all fall apart. Well, you know what? If it will all fall apart, maybe that's not a bad thing. Because if you're the only thing that's keeping it together, that's a problem. But I believe it's more in your head because a lot of people have been exactly in your chair. You are not the first to have that owner's chair. And it's uncomfortable. I know that. But it's uncomfortable to stay there. If your business is going to fall apart in three days, (laughs) you really have problems. And I'm I'm, I'm not and, and. I'm not trying to be rude, and if I've offended you, then you do have a problem. It's probably in your head, though. It's probably not a real problem. You're probably in fear, and that fear is not real. And so sometimes you have to do things that are fearful. When I was young, I was afraid of public speaking. So in college, I took a public speaking course. I also signed up to be a DJ at the radio station. And by my junior year, I was the general manager of the radio station. I, I jumped into fear. you got to jump into it. You do. I think that's such a great thing. Now, 
some people you got to jump out of the airplane eventually mm. <laughs> and preferably with a parachute and a backup one because that's <laughs> just idea. how i am but the reality is it, you're can't even stay where you are and what you feel is your comfort zone there's a risk for you going out your front door and stepping across the curb mm-hmm. let's face it there's a risk if i stay in this house heaven forbid a lightning storm comes by so the, the illusion of safety, which you talk about, I think is a topic. There is no safety in what you are. There's safety in staying where you are instead of moving to a healthier, yes, a little fearful, but a better place. And that's what you need to pursue. You always need to be moving, by the way. If you're not moving ahead, you're more likely to actually get hit by something, believe it or not. <laughs> and, um, you know, they, they say it's true of of, of ships and planes. They're all meant to move. We're meant to move. We're meant to get out of our chair and walk around and then sit down and do some more work. We're meant to grow our business. We're meant to grow our relationships. We're meant to learn more by reading and going to conferences. Oh, yeah. Go to Vertical Track. How about that? Sounds good. Again, I think if, if you just go to Tommy's shop on day one and Wednesday, it was already worth the trip. I'm not kidding. Then you throw in two days of fantastic speakers. And here's the other thing is I'm there walking around. So if you want to talk to me, I'm going to be there. Try not to talk to me when I'm eating because one is I'm hungry. And two, it's really embarrassing to watch somebody talk while they have food in their mouth. So other than that, I'm there for you, my man. I thought you were going to say you're like a dog and that you might bite them. Never take food away from a dog I've heard. I did grow up in a family of six and it was very competitive eating. I imagine every man for himself. Al Levy, thank you so much. And we'll see you soon out in Phoenix, Arizona at Vertical Track. Looking forward to seeing everybody. 